Welcome to episode 10 of the Whatever's in Season Sports Podcast. I'm Alex. And I'm Kathy. We're a mom and son and we're huge sports fans. Each week we'll be talking about our favorite sport, which of course is Whatever's in Season. On deck today, how about them Cowboys? Big Orange has a big loss and the World Cup starts with a major upset and a rocky road ahead for the U.S. We start with season one, the NFL. So just something I wanted to note before we get into all the extra stuff. This is our 10th episode anniversary. Happy anniversary to, to us. Happy wow. anniversary. Wow, we didn't even plan that. That was just like a thing. But yeah, so 10 episodes. Thank you if you've been listening from the beginning. We'll have many more milestones to come. And if you're not listening yet, then I guess you don't hear me saying this. Yep. <laughs> Start listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, first topic of conversation with the NFL. Well, how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Cowboys playing against the Vikings in Minnesota and still getting a 40-3 to victory. How? 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 Exactly. The Vikings were 8-1 and one going into... Is that right? 8-1? and 8-1, and one, Going yep. into this game. Looking real good. And, I mean, the Cowboys were fine. They were, they were like... Six and two, right? Going into the game, something seven like that. Seven and two. No, but before the yeah, they were seven and two. And two. Oh, oh no, no, six and three. I'm so sorry. They six were, and three. They were six and three going into the okay. Yep, going into so, the game. So I mean, that's respectable. They were they were having you know they had a good record. They were good, but my goodness, that this is very unexpected. Forty to three. That's how. <laughs> yeah, I still don't know how. Thirty-seven points, probably one of the biggest deficits, if not the biggest that we've seen all season. Yeah, I think it might even be the Vikings. I thought I heard somebody say it's the Vikings' biggest loss ever at home. Oh, okay. Something like that. And yeah, that's the other thing. It was in Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, the Cowboys did it to them in their home stadium. But the thing, too, is that any Cowboys game is home game. There's always a bunch Mm -hmm. of Cowboys fans everywhere. Including in our house. Yeah. (laughs) And it's not me, and it's not you. So. So... And there's three main stat lines I just want to point out here. Number one, the Vikings had a seven-game winning streak going into this, and that got broken, so... That explains I guess the... not all good things last forever. Sure. Um, Kirk Cousins, number two, had 105 passing yards, no touchdowns given the three points. Sure. And no interceptions, though, so it was kind of just a defensive issue, but... Still not good. Yeah. Yeah. And the money line going into this, Dallas was was um, favored by two. <laughs> well, they covered. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but by a lot. Didn't Minnesota beat Buffalo the week before? Wasn't it Buffalo? Like, wasn't it Minnesota that beat Buffalo? Yeah. The previous yep. week? Yep, that was that game. So they go in and they beat Buffalo in Buffalo, right? Yeah. In and Buffalo. then they lay an egg at home. Yeah. Well, there you go. I guess congratulations, Cowboys, or so sorry, Vikings. I'm not really sure. Eh. I guess more people would say congratulations, Cowboys, because they think that the Vikings' success is kind of, like, overrated. Or most people don't really like the Cowboys, so. That's true. That's true. <laughs> America's team. Oh, boy. Don't, don't get us started. <laughs> um, We're moving to the AFC now, where there's two pretty bad... AFC West teams going at it. It actually went into overtime, and the Raiders came up victorious. 
but maybe just our thoughts about these two teams and how they've been going. This was one where when we were watching the game, I said, which would be funnier, the Broncos losing or the Raiders losing? And I really couldn't decide. Either one was really funny. Um, you know, I, I think it's funny the Broncos have their their star quarterback come in that's going to, you know, make them so much better. And that's not working. Yep. And then sort of the same thing with the Raiders. They had their star wide receiver that would b- b- bring them up to the next level. But yeah. if anything, it's only done them worse. Yeah, Devontae Adams. And that's not working either. So which is funnier? I I think it I think it turned out to be funnier with the Broncos losing. So Yeah. But I feel like the Raiders too, like I've kind of that they've like over the past season become my team to hate yeah. because like they took out the Dolphins. My next team was the Chargers because I'm a Justin Herbert fanboy. And then <laughs> yes, you are. And then they took out the Chargers. So it's like the Raiders are being a party pooper. And I, and ever since then, I've never really liked them. So when I was growing up, I was raised by a, a mom who was a, even a bigger football fan than either you or I are. And she taught me, she taught me all I know. And she was an Ohio State fan. She, she was born and raised in Ohio, so she was a Buckeyes fan. And so she, after all the years of, you know, the Buckeyes or whoever was in the Big Ten going out to play the Rose Bowl in California, my mom learned to hate the West Coast teams. Any West, my mom hated West Coast teams, but especially the Oakland at the time Raiders. My mom hated the Raiders. So you come it's from passed on. You come from a long line of Raider haters. <laughs> Staying in the AFC West, actually, this is like the, kind of the perfect segue. Um, the Chiefs played against the Chargers, second primetime game where the two played against each other. And it was another primetime worthy game. Thirty to twenty seven Chiefs squeaking it out of there. I actually was up for this game. You fell asleep on the couch. Yeah. And I I was awake. So I I, I wasn't really watching. I was doing something on my phone and um but it was on and I saw the end. I saw the you know, the Chargers take the lead with a touchdown and then you kinda think, Wow, they're really gonna do it. They're finally gonna you know, they're gonna Beat the juggernaut. And then Mahomes has his magic. did the Mahomes stuff, and it was all of a sudden, there's Kelsey catching his, like, third touchdown of the game, and that's it. It's, it was, I mean, the Chiefs are unbelievable. They're just unbelievable what they can do. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, 329 yards, three touchdowns. Crazy. Yeah, no interceptions either, making the stats even better. And... Chiefs didn't cover, though, even after a great performance. Yeah. I think they're fine. I think they're just happy to win. That was a hard-fought game. And they were losing. And uh, moving on to the, on the day of recording yesterday, there's the first game, I think since 2016 in Mexico for the NFL. Yeah. And it turned out to be victorious for the 49ers, even though they don't have Kyler Murray, the Cardinals. Um, Colt McCoy was still expected to do at least a little bit better than that, but the 49ers' defense, just too much for anybody. Yeah, I don't know that it would have mattered if they had had Kyler, because I just, I don't know what's going on with the Cardinals. They're, they're just, it feels like they're just not, 
they're not there. You know, I don't know what they need to do. I don't know if it's the coach or the quarterback or the combination or just their scheme or whatever, but it just feels like the Cardinals just don't have it. And the and Niners, I- hey. Yeah. Jimmy G is the man. <laughs> Turning out to be. Um, and the Cardinals, too. They, If I remember right, they had a pretty good start to the season, and then they kind of declined that was Excuse last, last season. Well, yeah, last, but this season, season they kind of had a good start. Last season they started, didn't they? They were like, I don't know, 5 no. Last season, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They had, a, they had a really quick start last season, but I don't know. It just feels like they're, they just don't, they don't gel somehow. And one more fun fact before we go to the other football. Um, the stadium that they played at called Estadio Azteca. Muy bien. <laughs> um, I was just about to say merci, but what's oh my um... <laughs> gosh! When when did you learn French? Where did that come from? What? I, I don't know. I just know a few. Oh words. my goodness! Um, but what is it? Gracias. Gracias. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, no, okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyway, so Estadio Azteca. Um, so you know how um the Broncos field is. A mile high in the sky, yeah. like pretty much exactly. Yep. Um. Well, apparently this Mexican stadium is over seven thousand feet. Wow. In the sky, so wow. it's Mexico City. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And Mexico just itself has got some mountainous terrain. Yeah, yeah. Holy moly. And there you go. Wowie. And especially like they play soccer in that too, so Ooh, that, that's kind of around, like yeah, running around yeah in thinner air, seven thousand feet. That'd be. Yeah, that would That'll take, wear you that'd out. That'd knock the wind out of you. Yeah. Quite literally. All right, now let's head on to season two, college football. I know you want to start with something else, but I just have to point out that I have to eat crow because I I declared that the Gators were going to beat Vanderbilt last week and it didn't happen, so... That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, we, we won't elaborate to, on that. I just have to mention it because I was so sure last week. So that's all. And that was Vanderbilt's second straight SEC win after not having any SEC wins at all. Go Vandy. For a while. Um, so it started off in um, the Big 12. Yeah, the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Where TCU played against Baylor. Baylor was one of the big teams going into this year. They were 6-4 and four going into this game, though. So you can kind of, like, there was a little bit of a decline from the beginning to now. And they played against the streaking horned frogs with poison <laughs> shooting out of their eyes. Um, and TCU edged it out 29-28. to 28. Yeah, one by one point. So remind me, was TCU in the top four last last week? Yep, uh, and they oh. might move up. A one, I don't know. One Maybe. point victory might might not. I mean, you win. They're still one of the one of the undefeated. Yeah, but sometimes if you don't win big, they you you need those style points in college football. And also remind me of the rankings. So as it turns out. Um, as we're recording, the college football playoff, the new rankings are coming out as we speak. So we're going to, once we're done with our topics, we're going to do a live reaction <laughs> yeah. of the new rankings. Yeah, we can find them. 
Yeah. I, I can just, like, put up the broadcast. I was going to open the door and look at the TV. Yeah. So, but yeah, Baylor was up, like, it was really close at the end. They were up by, I think it was 28-22, and then TCU, with this trick play, scored a touchdown to Goodness. win it. How about that? All right. And now, one of the teams that I saw that has already secured the ACC, has already secured an ACC title berth, the North Carolina Tar Heels, played against the... Played against the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, mm-hmm. and Georgia Tech came out victorious. They were four and six going into this game, and somehow they beat thirteenth ranked North Carolina. Oh, I guess unlucky number thirteen coming in there. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't suppose if you're in North Carolina, I mean, you weren't going to the, you know, you weren't going to be in the playoff. So yeah. they still have a berth, like you said, in the ACC title game. So I. Don't feel too bad about yourselves, North Carolina. I think that you're still in, in good shape. Although, after this thing that I'm seeing right now, I kind of would feel bad. They were up 17 to nothing. On second thought, hold that thought. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you win that game, North Carolina? <laughs> and then they blew it against... Let them score three uh, touchdowns. Uh, below 500 oh. tech, or Georgia Tech. All right. Well, now you just need to get past it and go play in the title game and don't worry about it. Yeah. And that title game is going to happen on probably like December, December 3rd. Yeah, and they'll play against Clemson. Oh. Oh, well. Yep, so Clemson should win that game, but they lost to Notre Dame, so you never know. And also a pr- pretty big upset, number 5 Tennessee. You went on a whole rant about how last week how Tennessee shouldn't be where they are. And they lost 63-38 to to the Gamecocks. I was right. What the heck? I was right. Tennessee, we are who they, they are who we thought they were. Something like this. Sorry, but apologies to Dennis Green because I messed that up. But how about that? I mean, I got no love for South Carolina either. I don't love anybody, really. But <laughs> Except you. Hmm. But um, I, I knew Tennessee. I knew that was an illusion. It had to be. There's no way they were as good as they they thought they were. So, that makes me happy. Do you know how much I hate Tennessee? <laughs> I think I so. I hate Rocky oh, Top. No. I'm, I'm sorry, all Tennessee, Tennessee fans listening. I'm, I'm so sorry. I hate Tennessee. Right, you're, you're, you're good. You okay. don't... All yeah, right. thank all you. Right. Uh, glad I got that out of my system. <laughs> so, um, Tennessee may be a factor for their big loss was because they're... Main quarterback Hendon Hooker towards ACL during the game. When, which what, when when in the game was it early? I don't know, but that yeah. maybe maybe that's part of what happened. Although you still you still can't let South Carolina score sixty three points even if you don't have your quarterback. And the other quarterback Spencer Rattler, who led Cincinnati to their crazy run last year, yeah, four hundred thirty eight yards. Okay, that's a pretty good game, right? Six touchdowns. I thought he played for Oklahoma. Did he play for Cincinnati no. and Oklahoma? Spencer Rattler. I don't think yeah, so. He did. Yeah, he did. He played for Oklahoma. Oh, okay. I just remember him being Cincinnati. Okay. I don't know. I know he played for Oklahoma. Um, I guess we can find out later, but yeah. yeah. I remember him being in Cincinnati, and he might have been in Oklahoma before that. Because there's video of him running around. Because the, when the Gators lost to Oklahoma, I guess in a bowl game a couple years ago, there's video of him running around doing the Gator chomp. And the Gators got revenge on him. 
when they played South Carolina, when they beat South Carolina a couple weeks ago. So, I don't know. So, I guess he's been in through the transfer portal a lot then. <laughs> but yeah, six touchdowns. Wow. Crazy! Woohoo! And Oregon, like I've been mentioning, the Pac-12 has been a very tight conference so far this year. And the Ducks pulled away from Utah, who was better ranked than them. But now Oregon has the better record. 9-2, and two, the front runner with um, Washington for a very close division. And even though Oregon and Washington have two losses, this conference title game might even be enough to get them in the conversation for the college football playoff. Wow. Well, not with two losses. I don't think so. Maybe. If they if they get a statement win against one another. Mm-hmm. If they had one loss, I'd give you that, but not with two. I don't think with two. Even Alabama won't get in with two. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And the and the um Utah quarterback not having a very good day. hundred and seventy yards, no touchdowns and three interceptions. Yeesh. As I guess a pretty good Oregon defense there. That'll do it. Every time. So, like I was saying, we were going to have a live reaction of the top 25 here, and we got it for you. So, we've just tuned in. to Yep, to ESPN, and the top 25 starts off with Georgia being the number one team, like normal. Ohio State would be number two, playing against number three Michigan, like they are in the rivalry game this upcoming week. Yeah, that's Which could totally shake that up. Totally will shake that up. (laughs) And TCU staying at number four, even losing by one. There you go. But there's also, it's also kind of like um, TCU um, with Georgia, Ohio State, and Michigan. They're all undefeated, and there's no other undefeated teams. Yeah. So it's kind of like TCU has to stay there. Yeah. Because number five is LSU, and they have two losses. So, yeah, that's so kind of crazy how a two-loss team is right there. Yeah, aren't there some one-loss teams hanging around? Must yeah, there are. Right. Um, number six is USC, which I think has one loss. Yep, one loss. They're 10-1. and one. Okay. I didn't even know that they only had one wow. loss. Because like I was saying, Oregon and Washington, but actually USC. All right, so then what happens if Michigan loses Trial State? Then... I, then, I don't see LSU moving up. USC might Maybe be USC, in the conversation. But see, then USC and Michigan both have one loss. Same thing with Ohio State. I mean, I I think it's mo- more likely Ohio State beats Michigan, but you never know. I mean, either one. Whichever, I think if Ohio State loses, Michigan moves up to two. Ohio State drops to, to three, or, three or four. four maybe. T- Imagine that TCU would be third, probably. So I think if Ohio State loses, they stay in the top four. If Michigan loses, then you have a one-loss Michigan team and a one-loss USC team. What happens there? I don't know. Maybe. No, 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 no. (laughs) No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think think LSU is playing very well. They're they're a good team this year. But I just don't see how a two-loss team gets in. I think they're even, even there ranked too high. Well, Clemson has one loss, and they're an eighth. Okay. Which, I mean, might pull them ahead, but I think that loss against Notre Dame really hurt their reputation. Well, obviously the committee likes LSU, so we'll see, but I I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised. I, actually, I think I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan just stays in the top four. So, I guess we'll see. 
And Tennessee, probably the biggest mover, or one of the biggest movers, moving down to 10 after their big loss against South Carolina. Too bad they didn't drop out of the top 25 altogether. (laughs) And that rounds out the main part of the top 25. Yeah. So there's there's your live reaction. Yeah, there you go. And now we have a momentous occasion on our hands. A new season alert. The World Cup. So we've been talking about the World Cup and and we've been counting it down. For weeks. Yep, for for probably about a month now. After all that built up, it's finally here. Yep, and it's been here for the past couple days now. And the first game is the first thing we're going to talk about between Qatar and Ecuador. It wasn't too much of an important game besides the fact that, I mean, it was the first game of a new World Cup. And so the host team starts things off. So it, yep. it's in Qatar, so that makes sense. And they were technically, well, well, they were the home team, pretty much, yeah. since it's in Qatar. And they were on the left side of the scoreboard, which in soccer it d- indicates the home team. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um, and there, and Ecuador's Iner Valencia with the two goals from the game, and Ecuador wins that 2 nothing. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> And they did have a goal even before that that got disallowed. I know, kind of a weird term, disallowed. Yeah, they use fancy word. They use big words in soccer. Yeah, because <laughs> those offsides, which I think is probably one of the more oh, stupid well, rules normal. in sports. Oh, the rule itself. Yeah. I mean, like, it, like some of this stuff is like a fraction of an inch, and it's like you kind of just need to let it go. Well, you're either over the line or you're not, baby. It's, it is what it is. <laughs> So now, let's get into some of the good teams. We have England, like, some would say, like, top five in the world, versus Iran. I mean, they're just another team that snuck into the World Cup. And the way I describe the two teams is kind of the way the game went. England winning big, 6-2 to against Iran. The biggest deficit so far that we've seen in a game. Yeah, England went in and did what they were supposed to do, right? Yep. Three... Three goals in one half, three goals in another, and I I ran. So here's the interesting thing about the World Cup that like pretty much started this year, where they got um so I ran got a goal to make it six to two in the thirteenth minute of stoppage time. Yeah. So there's like I was saying, there's a thing that FIFA is really making the time, like, count. So, like, the reason why there was so much added to that was because the Iran goalkeeper got a concussion and they had to take a lot of time. And normally, like, in a normal soccer game, it would still only be, like, four to five minutes. But FIFA is trying to make every one of these minutes count because goal differential is a huge thing because, like, teams could get easily tied and then the tiebreaker would be that. So they really want to make sure the amount of minutes is true to what they did, and it might have been crucial for Iran, we'll see, that extra thir- 14 minutes because they got a goal. Allowed them to cut into the goal differential a little bit. I don't know how much it's going to help them because their group is tough. They're, it's England and the U.S. and Wales. I don't know how good Wales is, although we'll talk about that. But Yeah. 
um, you know, having being minus four and goal differential isn't, isn't, I don't know. It may be too big of a hill for them to climb, but yeah, but it, every little bit helps, I guess. And pretty much the MVP of this game, I'm not even going to try his first name, Sokka, who is obviously an English player. He scored two, one in the first half, one in the second, which added, which, yeah, gave England more of a route against Iran. Even though those goals may not have necessarily been needed, as it turns out. Yeah. Alright, so now next up is our home country, America. America. <laughs> did you really just do that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> so, they were playing against Wales. This is like, it's kind of a tough group with England. Yeah, really, England's the only tough part about this group for yeah. America. And and they were going against Wales. This would be kind of their chance to get leverage in the group. Get a necessary three points for, like, when they play against England. But it turned out to be disappointing for the home side. One-to-one against Wales. We were looking pretty good going into the first half. We had a goal from our guy Timothy Weah. And then in the second half, we gave up a stupid penalty in the 82nd minute. Um, And not that, like... Our goalie went the right way. He just couldn't reach up and make the stop. But what I mean by stupid penalty was it shouldn't have even been a penalty kicker in the first place. It was an obvious foul. It was like, like so, he could have made precautions. It was a it, somebody made a bad mistake. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this game really the U.S. was was on it. You know, it looked like they were gonna come away with the win, and then the they had a you know, Wales got a penalty kick. So it it was disappointing. Um and it makes their their trip now into the knockout stage a little more harrowing. So they need to either beat England. Yeah. <laughs> which we just were saying England clobbered Iran. Or if they can somehow manage a draw with England then it it'll still be tough, but I mean, at least the U.S. got one point out of this. It's a little bit towards the cause. So they need to be... The top two in each group advance to the next round. Yep. So we're going to... Assuming England is the number one, unless England somehow loses their next two games, um, that assuming England is number one, then you've got the U.S., Wales, and Iran. Iran is in a tough spot because they lost so big to England. So really, it's going to come down to the U.S. and Wales. And really what needs to happen is the U.S. made a bad mistake by drawing to Wales. So the Wales needs to make a bad mistake by drawing or losing to Iran. To Iran. Yeah, if, assuming they're going to lose to England. And assuming we're all going to lose to England, then then really what we need is for Wales to geek against Iran. And we'll find out what happens in that on Friday, when, Black Friday, may I add, (laughs) when England will be playing against the U.S. at 2, and if there's anybody that's an early riser, they'll be able to watch that game at 5 a.m. Eastern time, 
But you have to be a really early riser on the West Coast, 2 a.m. in they're their on case. on the West Coast, just wait and watch the highlights on ESPN. Yeah. Actually, they, they're not showing highlights, are they? They can only show, like... Oh, yeah, because Fox has the... They can only show, like, photos. Yeah. I was watching ESPN, and they were, they were, they were talking about the next game we're going to talk about. They were just showing still photos of it. So. Yeah. And Fox, like, during halftime shows and the post-game show, they do a good job of getting the highlights in and stuff like that. So if you ever miss anything, just tune in to whoever has the game, and they'll explain to you what you missed. So now we move on to probably the biggest headline of them all. Just happening today. It's like if we were to record this podcast a day before, we would have completely missed this. So... Saudi Arabia versus Argentina. This was also another 5 o'clock game, so I only got to watch it, like, from the second half, from, like, late in the second half on. And when I woke up, turned on the TV, and saw what happened, Saudi Arabia was up 2-1 to one <laughs> against, like, one of the best teams in the world. And yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. And something also with the money line. Um, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, their official name, had plus 2,700 odds to win it. Oh, my goodness. And, yeah, so Saudi Arabia, I think, like, according to the FIFA rankings, is the worst team in the World Cup. Holy moly. 51st ranked by FIFA, but they were able to qualify in their tournament, so they went to the World Cup. And Argentina, third place in the FIFA rankings. And that can really go either way because Brazil and France yeah. are with or on their level. Yeah. And I picked them to win the World Cup. I did a predi- I did a bracket challenge. Yeah. Oh. I picked Argentina to win oh boy. the whole thing. So, <laughs> I mean, they, they still could, but well, that's wow. Well, that's a bracket busted. Yeah. But it's not necessarily like um, college basketball where one and done. They still have a couple chances to redeem themselves. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. And Argentina was actually looking pretty good at the beginning. They got a penalty, and their main guy, Lionel Messi, scored for them early. And Argentina was looking good. But then... So they were up one to nothing? Yep. Oh, wow. Or one to nil, as they say. Sorry, nil. See? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then they scored two goals early on in the second half. And Argentina, there was a, there were so many close shots. Like, one of them was, like, the goalie was completely out of his box. Kind of like a Toy Story oh. reference. <laughs> You're out of your box. <laughs> yeah, I get it. So, the goalie was out of his box and, like, trying to make a stop. But then the ball rolled right to an Argentinian, shot it to pretty much an open net, and the defender came out of nowhere and kicked it or and headed it out. So it was like it they really could have gone either way, but Goodness. Saudi Arabia. A lot of sad Argentines today. So moving on to the eight o'clock and the eleven o'clock games. Denmark versus Tunisia, Mexico versus Poland. The main reason why I want to mention both of them, we won't really go into the into the deep part, but both of them didn't have any goals. No goals. There were definitely some opportunities from both teams. In the Poland game, Lewandowski, their main striker, went up for a penalty kick, and, and the Mexican hero, um, Ochoa, 
is his last name, made the stop, made the diving save, and wow, like, the yeah. Mexican fans going crazy, that was really... It was a great save. Actually, I mean, a cool it, moment it, to see. Save, it saved their game, because, you know, nobody ended up scoring in that game, so, right? Yeah. Um. By the way, his first name, do you want to try it? Guillermo? Guillermo. 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 It's William. Oh, okay. <laughs> William Ochoa. Guillermo Ochoa, yeah, it's William. And going back, I just forgot um about it, that the Saudi Arabia game, they're gonna after the game, this like huge news from the World Cup, Saudi Arabia is gonna make tomorrow a national holiday to commemorate this big occasion. How about that? <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Just Soccer to show you, wins and you get just a to day show off. you how eleven players kicking a little ball around can really affect a country. Now let's go on to our bonus topics. Man, you loses a star, and the MLB celebrates some stars of its own. So. Also, some big news from the soccer world. I mean, like, it was kind of, like, behind all the World Cup stuff because it's the whole tournament is just such a big deal. We're very soccer-heavy today. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, for good reason. There's I a know. lot of stuff to talk yeah. about. <laughs> and Cristiano Ronaldo, who plays for Portugal, who will also be playing in the World Cup... Um, when when do they play? Oh, they will be playing on Thanksgiving oh. at 11 a.m., probably before most of the Thanksgiving festivities happen, so yeah. maybe you can see Ronaldo in action. I'll be watching the Macy's Parade, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, for me, though, yeah, soccer, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you'll be in a different room. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we're off topic. Yes, we are. So, Ronaldo, he's been with Manchester United, who was his initial club, He's been with them for the second time for a couple of years, and there's been lots of talk lately about how, like, him and the team are not, like, getting along, like, they're not really getting negotiations, and they finally decided to part ways. I think I saw video of of them, like, taking his picture down off the side of this, you know, or whatever, wherever they have. Oh, like, wow, I didn't see that. They, or he was on a mural or something, and somebody was, like, taking his picture down, so, yeah, I guess when you... <laughs> when you lose your bit, your top guy, you know. And, of course, the Glazers own Manchester United, the same team that owns our Buccaneers. So, I don't know, wouldn't put it past them to just, like, erase him from existence yeah. <laughs> once he leaves. So, there are obviously some speculation of where he's going to go. Chelsea, I hope Chelsea, since that's my team. Um, since they're a big club, they might, well, they probably would have enough money, but... Somebody can one-up them. So we'll just have to see how that goes. So a bunch of awards in the past week have been announced for the MLB. This is kind of like the time for everybody to cool down from a pretty big season. And so the the main awards that have come out since last time we were... um. Since last podcast episode, had the MO, the MVP awards from both leagues and the Cy Young awards from both leagues. So we'll start off with the Cy Young since that's kind of the secondary to the MVP. 
The AL Cy Young, no doubt about it, Justin Verlander winning that. He's with the world champion Houston Astros. Had an incredible season, especially for being, like, however old he is. Yeah. Like, I think he's, like, 40 or something like that. he's he's mature. (laughs) So he received a unanimous vote for the Cy Young. Oh, wow. And became the 11th pitcher to win three or more Cy Young Awards and the fifth oldest pitcher to win this trophy. And he's married to a supermodel. Yeah. I mean, he's got a good life. Yeah, I was just about to say, he's living the dream. (laughs) And then the NL Cy Young, also not too much of a surprise, a unanimous vote, Sandy Alcantara. He's really just like, he has a bunch of tricks up his sleeve. He's... He's a Marlin? Marlin, yep. Wow, good for him. Good for them. Good for Miami. Yeah. So, 27 years old. Not necessarily the old aspect from Justin Verlander, but yeah. He's, not even close. He is pretty good. Yeah. Cool. And now we're on to the MVP awards. The AL MVP, um, Aaron Judge, who only had two votes going for somebody else as the first Place. So nearly unanimous. Yeah, nearly unanimous for AL MVP, and rightly so. He once he got sixty two home runs in was, the season. Was the two Shohei? Yeah, the two, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the two was Shohei. <laughs> yep, over yeah, over two way yeah. star Shohei. So Shohei, obviously, like really good batter, really good pitcher, but yeah. he, this well, he guy broke both. a record from yeah. But, but he does but, both at the all-star level. Like, he... I don't know. I I think you could make an argument for Shohei, like, every year, honestly. But, yeah, I guess, you know, you break a record and... You, a big record. A long, a long-standing record. And, yeah. And it'll probably stay long-standing. Yeah. And the NL MVP, not making as many waves as um, Aaron Judge, but Paul Goldschmidt. He almost got a triple crown, and this is his first NL MVP award for a, a long and good career. So it's kind of like Goldschmidt had to have got it at some point, and this was it. I don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually kind of surprised that he got it too, but I like to think I'm a fairly informed baseball fan. <laughs> but I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> Sorry. I'm I'm sure he's a an excellent player and probably well known, but I'm he is. somehow I'm not not on my radar. Yeah, there's a lot of things <laughs> that get lost in your brain. Yeah, it's true. He's not lying. <laughs> yeah, you're too focused on Steve Perry and Woo! stuff like that. I I am focused on Steve Perry, aren't I? <laughs> Even my kid knows. <laughs> so Paul Goldschmidt, he hit three seventeen average with 35 homers and 115 RBIs. So, that's some pretty good stats. That's pretty good. And Aaron Judge, like, his main thing was his homers. He still had some stuff, too, but yeah, solid from Paul Goldschmidt this year, and that's what gets him the The MVP. And that's it for us. Thank you so much for joining us. We love talking sports and hope you had fun too. Stay tuned for future episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And we hope to have lots more content coming your way soon. Thanks for chatting sports with us.